The loveracing.nz update. Your home for everything thoroughbred racing. Visit loveracing.nz. Racing's biggest fan. Okay. 19 minutes away from 11, loveracing.nz is where you can go to to find all of the replays from the weekend's racing. Uh, I was here. I got to watch it all. I uh, was going okay on the punt, then I wasn't, then I was going okay, ultimately got sucked in and ended up on my bum, as does happen from time to time. But, gee, there was some good racing to get involved with. I got Stephen Hunt here on the line who has had a good look at it all. And, um, Hunter, you had a little week off last week. Did you catch most of the racing on Saturday, though? Morning, Louie. Uh, morning, listeners. Yeah, I did. Uh, I was up at a Hopi with the family, extended family, whatnot. But, uh, yeah, look, I managed to get up to speed, what you could say, in the last uh, 48 hours. Um, I was back home, obviously, uh, on Sunday and managed to catch a lot of the races what unfolded on Saturday. I thought it was a really good program at Mudder Mudder. It happens to be their big day of the year, Mudder Mudder. Uh, Christmas at the races leading into the New Year is always a big day there also. But in terms of the purest, you do love Mudder Mudder Breeders Slipper Day. And I thought the two-year-olds stood up, the majority of them. Uh, and obviously, we had the wait for age Oteki mile, uh, which we'll touch on very shortly, which was a, a ripping race as well. We'll start at Matamata then, because I agree, I thought there were some really nice winners. Um, I think that the card, I think we thought it was going to be an easier betting card than it was. Um, I'm sure some people filled their pockets, but I would suspect that the, the bookmakers might have done slightly better. Um, there was a couple in particular that were shortened. I, I had the overs on my any bell and Churchillian, and that, the bubbles got popped there. Obviously, the other one that a lot of people would have had multis running through were the two-year-olds. So um, we saw a move to strike go under, and he's fibrillated, so that uh, explains that a little bit. And Alabama Lass was beaten fair and square by Captured by Love, who maybe we just kind of, you know, going two starts back, Hunty, we thought she was really special at Trentham. But, and, and then obviously that heavy track at New Plymouth, and she kind of looked like she was doing it hard. And in the meantime, we might have got caught up in the hype train of Alabama Lass. Saying that, though, the market kept captured by love safe enough, didn't they? $2.90, and it won really, really well. Yeah, it's hard to knock an unbeaten type, in particular four from four. Uh, she's definitely going through the grades, and look, I think she'll be a very good three-year-old, Louie. Uh, but just in the immediate plan, she's heading towards Ellerslie on the back of that win on Saturday in the Matamata Breeders. And like you said, that market in that second line was very strong. You had Alabama Lass from memory 3.2 on Wednesday when betting commenced, driven back into even money, captured by love. It was always around that $283 quote but very static, and then the rest of the field just drifted uh, markably throughout the day and obviously during the week. So, uh, yeah, look, Opie Bosson, it's got those algos, obviously with the Mark Walker, Sam Burgesson camp, and she has to be in the top two in betting now and behind Velocious when it comes to the Sistema in a couple of weeks of time at Ellerslie. So, look, in terms of numbers, she was very strong. They went out fairly quick to the 600, uh, 35.22, which is round about part open class. I've come home uh, minus 2.7 lengths versus open class in 35 and change. And the overall speed rating was half a length above standard. So real, no real knock around captured to love. I thought Alabama Lass regressed from her debut slash maiden win a few weeks back. So hard to know where she quite lines up going forward. Uh, we know the Calso team can be quite precious with their fillies uh, early in their career. So whether she heads towards Ellerslie, I'm not too sure. But knowing that it's only two weeks away, they might roll the dice. But she definitely will come back better as a three-year-old. 
but overall, uh, captured by love. Again, I, I said it earlier on, it's hard to knock a horse four from four. On the, the lad side of things, look, Savage Glee going back to its debut was a... Well, people were quite bullish on it, and we thought we had a really nice two-year-old here, and he kind of got lost in the the Caracamillion hype, and he got beaten a couple of times. Moved to strike, obviously, has been a, a huge had a huge rap on him, and he closed at a dollar fifty. He went under big time, but boy, there's some big runs in here. Savagely a massive run, poetic champion. I think this is a really nice horse, and um, I think Unbridled Joy quitted himself well. And I think Full Force missed the start and, and never got a look in Red Sea. He just does things a little bit wrong, but um, Savagely, all of a sudden, he comes into the Sistema equation, doesn't he? So how did that race rate? Yeah, basically on par to the Phillies. Uh, in terms of race shape, they went out four lengths stronger than the Phillies to the 600, uh, 34.62, and they've come home 35.45. So, again, it's hard to lean one way or the other, the boys versus the girls, heading into the direction in two weeks' team at, uh, two weeks time at HQ. What I will say is that I think the Velocious camp will sit back and go, well, it we're not overly scared of what unfolded on Saturday afternoon at Matamata. We're quite happy with Velocious diverting away from Matamata, keeping her fresh and getting her really ripe uh, for Ellerslie for in two weeks' time. So, um, look, Savagly, is, she, is uh, he better left-handed? Uh, obviously, he's had his two best performers to date left-handed in terms of a career peak, obviously, on debut at Trentham and on Saturday. So, again, I think a lot of these horses coming out of the slipper, Louis, are going to be really progressive three-year-olds, which you naturally get with our pedigrees, etc. Savagly, obviously, being by Zavabil, poetic champion, by Super Seth, you'd think whatever he does as a juvenile will be a bonus. And on Bridal Joy, I just loved her, uh, loved his work in the last furlong or two and through the line, Louis. He was probably mm. the most inexperienced juvenile going into that race. Uh, but again, being by Snitzel, you'd think three-year-old will be his friend as well. So I think overall, the juveniles, boys, all girls, slipper V breeders, you can follow next season. Uh, interesting to see what Sam Spratt does or what the jockey, jockey bookings end up looking like there, especially with the fact that, you know, Imperatries will be racing on the same day, I, I'm pretty sure. So Opie, very good chance, might not be here. Does Sam stay with Savagly? Does she get the ride back on Velocious? That'll be curious to see how it all unfolds. Um, mate, down the line at Otaki, what did you make when you watched the replays back on Sunday of the track? I've got to be honest, it was a little bit strange and it's very hard to tell from afar as you know, but it didn't look like it was a soft five <laughs> and some horses weren't going through it like it was a five. So, I don't know, I feel a little bit bad for the Desert Lightning camp. I did see, I don't know if this is, I've not had this confirmed, but I did see someone on Twitter trying to tell me that Peter Williams wanted to scratch if it got downgraded, so... It's a little bit frustrating. Mm, no, not ideal, not ideal. Obviously, there were showers throughout the day, which doesn't help anyone. Uh, but quite obvious that the inside was playing off. Uh, it was inferior, the IG, what you call inferior ground. Uh, so inside gates, naturally, were a negative. Uh, but again, I think looking at a lot of the races, the race tempo was still crucial to how the race unfolded, how a lot of those races unfolded. Uh, you look at the Group 1, Louis, uh, look, they went 11 lengths above open class for the 600, so they've gone along very, very quick for 1,600 metres uh, mm. for open class standard, uh, 58.86 to the 600. Was that Bell Clear? Was it, was that, I'm just trying to think, who led? Did Lily Southern come round on Bell Clear and... Uh, and kind of ended up galloping them along. Is that, is that what happened? 
100%. So Belclare eventually got to the lead call sign. Mav was in that second line. And you had the favourite Desert Lightning, who was in that third line. So I think if you look at the way the race unfolded, Desert Lightning was very brave, considering he had the audacity yeah. to finish into that third slot. And then you look back yeah. at the replay, Louis, and you see Belclare and call sign Mav, who were 1-2 in the map, finish well back in that last group. Uh, throughout the line. So, um, look, they've come home in 36.15. That's slower than the three-year-old and the 65-mile earlier in the day, but notably, as we've already touched on, there were showers throughout the afternoon. The overall class rating was 0 0.03 lengths above Group 1 standard, so no knock there. And on the winner, La Creek, that was her first win since taking out the Arrowfield Plate back in October 2022, incredibly. So, mm. look, she hasn't been going bad runs. She's been thereabouts in a lot of our Group 1 weight-for-age races, Obviously, she ran second in this race last year in behind uh, Levante. Uh, she had a couple other Group 1 placings uh, in the interim as well. But look, in terms of performance rating, I gave it a 101.1, which is the best since winning her Arrowfield Plate, as I mentioned, back in October 2022. Look, I think this is a major, major training effort by Simon and Katrina Alexander. I think this is like as, as pretty much as good as it gets, knowing that the trouble that she had in... And they really they had to be pretty gentle on her. And she's quite a slight mare as well. Um, I, I think that they've kind of managed to get her back to her best in pretty trying circumstances. So I thought the way she hit the line actually on that slower track said that she would go good over a uh, over over 2,000. I was wondering where they'd go. And then I saw maybe it will be more the mile actually that'll suit and potentially the Tiaroha breeders. So... Um, or if they go to Australia. So maybe they'll keep her at the mile. I kind of thought that maybe up to 2,000 would be the go. We'll watch carefully there. There was a really, really, there's a couple of really big staying performances. Um, in Fur, he is progressive. I love the way he travels boldly. He's a big, strong boy. The underbelly, I think he's got the Sint Ledger probably shot to bits, to be honest. And Mark Twain, well, he's going to be a huge chance in the Auckland Cup. And then you've got the three-year-old Solidifier. It was nice to see him back to winning ways. So there was some good staying performances at Otaki, wasn't there? You're just going back to Infer, taking out the rating 75 2 2. Look, they've gone out 3.4 lengths above open class, so that's a good sign for a horse that is progressively going to get over further. Uh, over further. Uh, and obviously, he's, he's leaning towards an Auckland Cup, which is a, a little bit of a different angle. Uh, I suppose the question mark you could ask yourself if you want to dive into the I think he's roughly around $10, $12 in futures markets for the Auckland Cup. Is it coming too soon? I've got no doubt he's got the ability in Fur, but is he still six, 12 months away getting to that? getting to that level, but look, he carried 57 on the weekend, Louis. Uh, at the moment, he's allocated 52 kilograms for the Auckland Cup. Uh, those weights are, are likely to increase uh, with a couple of key high-rated horses pulling out, but yeah, look, he's had eight starts for three wins. You go back to the end of January, which is literally only three or four weeks ago, he was still a 65 galloper, so mm. I do stress, I suppose that's what you've got to take on in terms of price sensitivity. Is it going to be a, a little bit too soon for him? Uh, or are we thinking that he's, uh, he's right up to this uh, level of grade uh, taking on the open class, the genuine open class horses over two miles in first? So uh, but a very progressive stay. When it comes to the open two, three, the underbelly, well, there's two ways of looking about this uh, in terms of the riding ranks. Craig Grills, uh, look, he's pulled their pants down in terms of the other jockeys. You could give them all the accolades, Craig Grills, and say that was the ride of the weekend. But I'm leaning towards the other. I thought it was a poor ride from the rest of the jockeys that day. They let him get away with absolute murder. You look at the, 
the sectionals uh, to the 600, they've gone out 25 lengths below open class. In the last 600, they've run 34.48, which happened to be the quickest of the meeting, which included an open sprint and a group one mile on the card. So for a staying 2,300-meter race to run home the last 600 in terms of a race, you don't see that often, Louis. You do not see that often. So no, no doubt the underbelly was probably in the top one or two in terms of class in that race, but he was given it on a platter in terms of the race shape. And Mark Twain, well, he couldn't have done any better from where he yeah. was. He was three, four back the That's rail. Right. He got out to the better part of the track. He's run 11.63 for his last furlong, which happened to be the fifth fastest on the day. So he's ticking over beautifully in two weeks' time. Yeah, it's a big run from him, especially when you get those numbers. That is quite sensational. Uh, a negative 25 lengths. That's quite incredible, actually. Um, that's almost like they, the other jockeys thought they, they were beaten before they even got there. And that's probably the Robbie Patterson factor that he's putting through uh, the bookmaker's desk and uh, maybe the other trainers and jockeys at the moment. Stephen, he's flying. Mate, lovely to chat to you. We'll talk again. Can't wait for this weekend. Derby Day or Kestrel. Gee whiz, she's going to go around short. Appreciate it, mate. Sounds good, mate. Uh, those final fields, to, in terms of the derby, look, the future's closed earlier this morning. The final field will come out later on this afternoon. The barrier draws later today. Look, I don't think the draws will play a huge mark in terms of uh, rejigging.